What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. that nigga with them knuckles. <laughs> a.k.a. who keep putting his pastrami in my pocket. A.k.a. let me get a... Let me get a little bit of that sugar, put it in the damn Ziploc bag. AKA the Kumaki Tiger Dropper. AKA the Nigga Lip Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 165. Um, Today's date is uh october 27th 2022 my goodness where's the time gone that is almost about to be november and then it's about to be december and then the the year is over it's crazy (laughs) i have no sense of time anymore i really don't because my goodness my goodness my goodness my, my goodness my goodness um outside of that i have a pretty good show for you this week um boy oh boy them showcases been popping off uh controversy with uh bayonetta uh gotham knights controversy i bet what is it is it a new gate i guess we'll talk we'll talk about it of course um yeah yeah Without further ado, let's stop the dilly-dallying and get right into it. First topic of discussion. Uh, Resident Evil Showcase uh, popped off, was it last week? I think it was last week. Yeah, last week. Um... Man, where do I start? Well, at least they uh, started it off with uh, getting a new trailer for the uh, Resident Evil um, Winners Expansion DLC. So we got a little bit more, a little bit more info regarding that, which was great. Um, some additional details. I mean, a, a, more more so a lot of what we already knew, but that was cool. Um, then <laughs> I forgot they, they did show, uh, uh, reverse, uh, uh, showed his head yet again. Um, oh, that reminds me. I did not, I did not even put that in. Let me do that right now. Cause I sure as heck forgot. Sure as heck forgot. My goodness. Yeah. Make a quick little, quick little audible. You know, when you're making a place, you gotta, you just gotta make audible. That's what you gotta do. You ain't a real player if you can't make an audible. I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what that means, but. Um, yeah, so, uh, reverse, they showed, uh, 
what alludes to some significant changes, uh, potentially cause, um, they showed in the trailer playing it for myself. Let's refresh. They, they, they show that like, uh, the, um, I forgot the team that was in resident evil eight, uh, Chris Redfield's team. It shows as if they're like, you know, crew members or what have you and having all these tools, but, uh, not quite sure what that is. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe they're just a new character that has, cause they have a lot of traits of some of the characters, um, in there. Uh, but sure. But more or less, uh, is like pretty much the same. I played the beta. They had a little beta before this is apparently going to come out this weekend, which we'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, you got that, uh, <laughs> resident evil village coming to, uh, Nintendo switch cloud versions. Um, yeah. Um, I, I did mess with a uh, resident evil village cloud version. It's yeah, it's it, it, it is what it is. I, I was just curious at regardless, but you know, only got to pay like for a good, like 30 minutes and then they cut me off. It seems even less, I think, but nonetheless, there is, there is that. Uh, then of course the, the cream of the crop, the, the show we, 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 we all came for, uh, really was a uh, resident evil four got a pretty wealthy, extensive look at the, uh, the gameplay, uh, as well as like, uh, you know, the starting moments of the game in terms of the plot. Um, it was a, it was a healthy dose of, um, information we got from this, uh, from this showcase. Definitely is so much to, to, to dissect, but uh, I guess we'll at least hit whatever most of what, um, is worthwhile. So at least, uh, the, 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 the showcase, the demo, whatever started off with Leon going into, uh, presumably the, the first house that he went into in the original and, um, it definitely has a totally different vibe now. So Leon is like, you know, exploring and, and whatnot. And, uh, it, it seems like a very, a totally different vibe, very much a more, you know, creepy, scary, eerie type vibe, if you will. And, um, it, it seems kind of similar to village in, in some ways as well to also, um, in terms of one of the, the locations you go to in, in village, but, um, it's very interesting. I have to say, um, in, 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 in the respect to that. And then, uh, you know, he makes his shows his first appearance with the first enemy who, at least what I, who I assume is the first enemy, but totally, a, it's like a different vibe, but not too much to where it's off putting in, in, in respect to like, you know, like, ah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. No, it, it feels different, but welcomed, I'd say. Um, yeah. So then, uh, they, they show a little bit that the encounter with the enemy who looks like his head is broken off, whatever. Then we go to the, uh, the, the village, you know, the, the, the infamous first encounter. I forgot they did like show uh, a little, um, 
um, stealth element uh, to to the game as well. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming some different house. But then after that, they showed the village where, you know, they, uh, you know, have the first encounter where you can like glance at everybody um, through your binoculars before in, uh, interacting with them. And that uh, that was a, a, a whole plethora of information um you got you know obviously uh leon fighting with the villagers as expected uh but now uh they did show or at least confirm that you know the melee is coming back Uh, i mean you never know consider the new engine we've yet to see any like uh action actiony melee but at least in this one we did get confirmation he did like shoot a dude and and do a full roundhouse, infamous roundhouse kick, iconic even roundhouse kick, which was fantastic. Um, what else? Uh, they showed the, you know, of course, uh, so many iconic moments really, but they showed, uh, you know, the optional moment in, in the original where you um, go into the, in, in, into one of the particular houses where it actually, it actually, um, it'll bring out one of the enemies. Uh, I forgot what they call them, but chainsaw bag head, man, we'll, we'll call them that. That's, that's catchy <laughs> chainsaw bag head, man. Uh, he's totally different now. His eyes are really fucked up. <laughs> he looks way more demented. Um, which I think definitely works. Um, they show him, you know, breaking in. It seems like you don't necessarily use barriers anymore. Like uh, in the original where you had to, you know, to barricade yourself, you had to move the shelves to, in place to prevent the enemies from uh, coming in or at least giving you more time before they come in, you know, to get ammo and other items, uh, you know. So um, <laughs> they also showed <laughs> uh, apparently you can you can burn, burn uh, the the the, the cow, uh, at least in the one village where he'll, uh, like, I guess, obviously if you're on fire, you're going to run. So, uh, which yeah, gets the cow to like run. What did he say? He said some bullshit after they like charge it on my bill. Like Leon, you killed an innocent cow just to, just to save your ass. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do that, but, but I digress. Um, they also show what seems like a new mechanic, uh, where you can, um, when you get grabbed, it seems like, especially with the chainsaw Ganado, um, it seems like they prep them up where if you maybe don't press the buttons, uh, fast enough that they'll probably do like, a some type of special interaction where the, the chainsaw Ganado will like, you know, maybe stab you in the stomach or something, uh, rather than the head or something like that. It, it definitely looks like they at least prop you up to get chainsawed, which is definitely one of the, one of the more significant changes I think compares to the original where it is, uh, more, it is more, um, not, not as I guess, uh, 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 connected where, you know, it, it was solely separate, if you will. Cause I think if you are grabbed and the chainsaw guy comes, I don't think, I think you technically have invincibility. I want to say could be wrong about that, but 
at least that was my interpretation of it. I never, you know, I never let myself get to that point to even get chainsawed, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> um, so, you know, you got that. Um, uh, what else? Oh yeah. They definitely showed the iconic moment. There's so many iconic moments. Um, well, this is a new one. So basically they showed the guy where you can actually stab enemies on the ground now, um, where it's more interactive, where you don't have to, you know, like RE4, where you had to equip the knife, aim your knife all the way down, then cut the dude. At least it, this seems way more seamless and, 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 uh, welcome for sure. In terms of a more streamlined approach of finishing off enemies that are on the ground. Um, of course the, the enemies, they all look modernized and, you know, uh, believable. Um, uh, <laughs> at least that's one thing I did notice. They don't look as like, you know, like a, a copy of four of the, the, the villagers, but they just copied them and they look the exact same, like the same four, uh, villagers kind of mixed in it, it, at least what it felt like, but at least now it seems way more diverse and more genuine, which of course is appreciated. Uh, probably the biggest, uh, they left on like the biggest, like, Oh shit moment, which was, um, there was, uh, after he stabbed, uh, an enemy nearby, the chainsaw Ganado was pretty much coming in for that head. And, you know, we're of course, everybody, including myself was like, Oh yeah, they're just going to show him, get his head cut off. Aren't they? So right before he does it, uh, you know, you get a little prompt and then, uh, now apparently Leon can parry, uh, chainsaws with, uh, his little booty, little booty boy scout knife. Um, and that's what he did. He, he whipped that thing out. He like, Oh no, not today. Not today. No, not today. Ganado. You not, you not getting me. You not getting me bitch. Fuck you. And then, <laughs> that's, that's word for word. What he said. And, <laughs> this is word, word for word. What he said. Um, I said <laughs> oh my God. That was killing me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh my God, that is killing me. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, so he can, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently Perry, um, uh, Ganado's attacks, but I think, uh, in some other gameplay, they showed him also peering enemies as well, like enemies attacks. Like they think they showed, you know, one of the, the Ganados that like, will that had the pitchforks he was about to do his attack, but then he, uh, Leon got a prompt on screen. And, uh, he was able to like parry it with a melee kick, um, which is pretty dope. Hey, if you know me, you know, I love me some parries. So, Hey, one of my favorite games of all time. And you put, put a little bit of parry in there. Ooh, Ooh, man, you got me sold. Um, that's all I'm saying. You got, you got me sold. Let me, let me tell you that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it ended. Then they showed, of course, a, a extensive, 
um, trailer showing like a lot of stuff further into the game. Uh, it's so much where, where, where do I, uh, yeah, story trailer. Let's actually watch it live. It's a lot to dissect. I think they showed, um, the one scene where the one, one of the people got, uh, killed for ritual. I think they just show some random woman, I'm guessing getting, uh, sacrificed. I don't think we saw that in the original. So you got that. Uh, we got hints of Sadler. We didn't see him yet. We saw, um, who else? Oh, we saw Luis, Luis Serra. Yeah. He looks pretty good looking, you know, he, he, he looks a little, little grimier than, uh, not as suave. At, well, he looks like he's got some suave, but a lot of griminess to him. We got the big cheese. They show, uh, yes, yeah, so they do get injected with the uh, virus. Like the original. Ashley still apprehensive. Get out of here. I don't know you. Um, what else? There are they oh yeah what well, I think what surprised a lot of people they showed um who else uh Salazar that's is it Salazar Ramon Salazar yeah uh the little guy um he looks pretty uh surprisingly decent for you know obviously how crazy he was in the original obviously I think they're gonna tone it down but maybe they maybe they might just keep a good balance who knows. Uh, they got, uh, of course, Ada Wong, um, who, who, who else did we see? Um, what's the big, the big looking, the big monster, the, um, fuck, I forgot what it, what it's called. The name does not come to me, but the big, uh, the big ass monster, you know what I'm talking about? They showed the, uh, the, the sea, the sea, uh, serpent. I forgot what, what, what that one's called. The one where you fight in a boat. So at least we got that confirmed. Um, what else? I think that those, that was at least the, the good gist of everything. So we at least definitely got pretty much most, pretty much all of the village portion intact. Um, a little bit of the, uh, the church portion. Um, I'm curious, uh, what if I, that it has to be you. Yeah. You definitely, definitely can't leave like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Krauser out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, from, I think they confirmed, I saw some people's impressions that, uh, apparently some media got to, um, got flown out and got to play the game. And, uh, I did hear that at least specifically, um, that Krauser was referenced in some, like, uh, I think some gameplay element where you like play with him before the events of the, this game or something like that, where they actually give you a little bit of a, um, you know, kind of a recap or a flashback of, uh, playing with, of, you know, his duties, I guess, outside of the, uh, dark side Chronicles game where you actually get to do that too. But, um, yeah, I'm very curious how uh, overall I'm, I'm, 
I'm very, I loved what I saw about pretty much everything in regards to it. Um, it definitely seems like they're going in, at least in the right direction in terms of, um, you know, uh, remaking this game that didn't need to be remade yet, but you know, here we are. Um, I'm a slightly a little skeptical in terms of like as a whole, how it will stack up to the original RE4, which I feel is damn near perfect in a lot of ways. But, um, I definitely want to be very wrong, very incorrect, uh, for sure. I just, I feel like I'm going to play this and then feel like, um, well, that's it. <laughs> uh, or, you know, immediately feel like, ah, uh, yeah, just as, it just doesn't, is this isn't good as good as, uh, the original, you know, which I think is okay, but I don't know. It's like, if you're going to remake four, then, you know, I mean, you got to go balls out, you know, but we'll see. We, we, we will see what, what, what comes of it. Um, I, my biggest curiosity though, is what, what are they going to cut out? What are they scrapping? My, 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 my suspicion is that they're probably gonna get rid of the, um, the, uh, the Island segment to some extent. I don't think we're going to see the island in the, this remake. I think some way, shape or form, they're going to truncate it into uh, something else or that we're just going to all the events are going to take place in the island. I mean, the um, the the church um, or maybe that might be where things actually, you know, reach the final act compared to uh, the, the this island. We'll see. I don't know. Ah, that's tough, man. Cause a part of me does want, does still want it. Maybe just that it, you know, it's a slog in some respects, but yeah, I think if anything, they're probably at least maybe going to cut the, uh, cut the Island down, either cut it completely or cut it, cut it down in length in some ways. But of course, keep them them awesome moments. Keep gotta keep that Krauser knife battle. Maybe do some interesting with it. I, I guess maybe I don't know. I always I go back and forth in terms of if I want it to be a a actual boss fight or still be that QTE um, cutscene. So I think that was kind of the coolness about it that like it was it was a dope cutscene that you could also you're also interacting with, you know passively, but still feeling that interaction. So, uh, that's going to be tough. I'm curious. I, I don't know how I'm going to feel it, it, either way until, until the game is in, 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 in the hands. <sighs> I forgot they did, uh, the, the, uh, merchants merchant is back with his, Oh, what are you buying? What are you selling? Not as does at least off the bat. Didn't feel, doesn't feel as iconic as uh, the original, but I mean, you know, obviously we've, we've played the game so many times and have that, that his voice ingrained in our memory, anything different, slightly different at that is probably going to be off putting offsetting, but it could potentially grow. They showed a lot of progression with the guns and stuff. Um, love to see it. Uh, um, various, um, treasures you can sell, um, which is dope. 
can sell treasures. I love that. Um, I mean, obviously you could do that in the original game, but it, they, they say it's different now. And they also implement it like the, um, the component mixing, like a uh, gunpowder ish, uh, mixing elements like, uh, from the, from at least three where you can mix, you know, powders to make, uh, uh, certain ammo, I believe. So you got that. The attache case is back. So that's good. Um, yeah, they definitely confirmed a lot of stuff. Uh, how could I forget about the, at least the biggest supposed controversy regarding this game, at least from what I've seen so far is that apparently the dog that it's that dog, uh, from, from the, uh, El Gigante. That's the guy, the big guy from the L who, you know, comes to help you. If you uh, help him out the bear trap in, uh, for the El Gigante battle, um, apparently they show him killed him. Yeah. Assuming it's him, that dog, I think it's a him feels like I got him vibes. Um, it felt it, they apparently show the, the dog killed by the bear trap in, in this remake. Um, at least it's heavily implied that it's, it's the dog. It could potentially be one of the, you know, the, um, plug us infected dogs that you see later in the game. But at least from what was shown, uh, it looks like that dog that was, that's killed. And that I, I, I don't agree with that, that <laughs> I think that in of itself might, uh, might immediately, uh, prevent it from even becoming any, any, any spec better than, um, the original RE4. So we'll see. Maybe there's some way to change fate. Maybe like if you do a new game plus, you actually can save them. Maybe on an easier mode, you could probably, maybe he does, is there to be helped and then help you out. But that just doesn't seem right either way. You, that should be a constant regardless. Can't be killing that dog. Come on now. So we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, at least from every seeing everything, um, I'm definitely loved what I saw. I'm just, it's just a part of me feels, feels skeptical in terms of as, as a whole, how it will stack up to the original RE4. But, you know, I definitely want to be wrong in you in hoping that this, this surpasses the original in almost every way, which would be dope. So We'll see. We will see. We will see fairly soon. March, March uh, 24th, the release date, pre-orders alive, that collector's edition. Oh boy. Hey, I have to, that's, that's a must. That's an, that's an absolute must to tell you. Um, so yeah, overall, that was a very fun, fun showcase. Yeah, they gave us so much Resident Evil 4. I hope we get a demo. My guess is we'll probably get a demo in January. Um, well, they tend to do it like a month before, so likely February we'll probably get get a get a demo before the game, the full game comes out in March. So, yeah, Resident Evil Showcase. Resident Evil Showcase. Let's move it on. Let's move on. So after that, well, I think 
technically before we also got the uh silent hill transmission um so yes we finally finally got confirmation that uh yes we 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 got silent hill 2 remake exists heavily rumored uh it was to the point where people were like okay this dude we his credibility is at risk but it is finally come 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 true that silent hill 2 is being remade i think it is being remade by bloober team who um worked on i think what was it the medium at least the most recent i think uh some other games but uh yeah it was it was rumored they were working on it and that is of course the case uh also they're getting help from the original um artist uh of the original game from from the infamous team silent that made the original quadrilogy of uh the silent hill games but um masahiro ito and then of course yet another infamous composer akira yamaoka who made the impeccable soundtrack of uh one and two uh, i think pretty much all of the at least the original four i want to say uh maybe even more than that. i want to let me let me actually fact check that because i'm curious because i'm curious i am curious uh, let's see so yeah damn he did a lot he did a lot of work so yeah silent Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2, Silent Hill 3, Silent Hill for the Room. Yeah, I guess he did Origin, Silent Hill Origin, Silent Hill's a Homecoming, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Um, so yeah, he pretty much was is was with the whole uh the whole whole damn um series. He even did the movie to some extent. At least he executive produced the movie. Okay. All right, Akira. Okay, Akira, I see you out here. Um, so you got that. Saw like a little bit of a at least conceptual trailer. They showed like uh, you know uh, James himself, of course, uh, Mary a little bit, and you know the original the the starting moments. So you got at least a cutscene of all of that. I don't. It's questionable if that was gameplay. It seems more seemed to be more like a cutscene. Yeah, this seems like just game game cutscene rather than necessarily gameplay. I guess it kind of could be game. No, it looks very much uh, trailer as not indicative of the actual gameplay. But yeah, coming to PS5 and Steam. So it is going to be, excuse me, console exclusive for a year on PS5. And then obviously eventually come other platforms after that. Uh, we got Silent Hill Townfall, uh, which is going to be made by Anna Perna Interactive. Um, not much was said about this. I think this one, this is the one that was going to be, is said to be interactive. I, I want to say I could be wrong. Yeah, I think they announced so many of them, but. No, no, it's not. I think this is just a unique one. We don't know much about it, but it is, uh, 
apparently a, a unique take on the Silent Hill franchise for what that's worth. They showed Silent Hill F, which is basically Silent Hill within like uh, set in 1960s Japan. Uh, this is a narrative driven spinoff that um, will be written by acclaimed Japanese writer, right? Right. Kishi 07, Ryukishi 07. Um, so that is interesting. Uh, Silent Hill Ascension is the one they announced. So this one is pretty fascinating in terms of that. It It is supposed to be like a let's play version of Silent Hill um, that'll be live on multiple platforms. So they, so at least the premise is like, it's supposed to be an interactive uh, version of Silent Hill where I guess the, the audience will be able to choose the outcome of certain things within this story. Um, which is, yeah, that in and of itself is pretty fascinating, but, um, it is apparently going to be on multiple platforms. So I guess maybe it's on a weekly basis where, you know, an episode will come out. And then after that episode, you know, you determine or judge what will happen next. And then after that information is compiled, they'll go a certain direction. Um, so yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, in of itself there, um, return to silent Hill, which is a movie, um, a third movie. I didn't even know they made a second one, but it's the third movie in the series. Uh, so the return of silent Hill and the events, uh, are basically going to be after the second silent Hill, um, to my understanding, you know, basically following the whole James plot and whatnot. So, um, and that was pretty much it. Of course, they, they had some very cheeky merch. They had, of course, uh, that dog, um, from the infamous ending from Silent Hill two. Um, of course, all of the, the, all the pyramid heads is all the pyramid heads is, is uh, of course the James Sunderland figure and all that stuff there. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it, at least it was definitely good to get at least confirmation that Silent Hill is is back. Is is actually there? It has not been put on the wayside or in this weird limbo or you know being made into indefinite pachinko machines. Um, uh, so at least it's good that at least Konami is not neglecting these IPs because you know, obviously they're very strong IPs. Like, you know, a lot of people revere, uh, Silent Hill two as one of the best games of all times. And, uh, at least I can definitely see that for sure. I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, it doesn't make me actually want to revisit it at some point. Um, but I thoroughly, of course, enjoyed it. It's definitely way up there for sure. So yeah, overall, was a very good transmission. <laughs> it was funny. Like <laughs> every segment they were, they were going to different parts in the cloud, uh, in the, in the silent hill, apparently. And it's, you know, it's just, it was weird that, you know, they're green screened is, Oh, where are we at now? Oh, Oh, I don't know. Um, so that was, that was interesting. That was interesting to say the least. Um, yeah. Survival horror is making a whole new damn resurgence. My goodness, my goodness. I'm moving on. 
So, uh, Bayonetta three, uh, which is actually coming out, uh, tonight, um, is, uh, man was, was under some fire uh, a couple weeks before at least started off with, uh, some controversy. Uh, what do you, what, who would have thought? Um, so at least the word on the street was, take my sip, I gotta take my sip. <laughs> word on the street was that, um, the original voice actor for Bayonetta, at least for the first two games. And I think, uh, smash brothers and stuff like that. Helena Taylor had, um, um, just made this video on Twitter speaking out against platinum games and you know, the Bayonetta game and basically saying to boycott the game. Um, and this was due because she felt like she was offered, uh, too low of a, a asking price for voicing for this sequel. So she said that she was offered only $10,000 or 15, 15 to $10,000. Um, I think yeah, it was $10,000, uh, to do the whole role with no residuals. So she spoke about this publicly on Twitter and, you know, saying to boycott Bayonetta three, don't buy the game. Um, so, you know, that puts, puts everybody in a weird spot. Like, uh, all right. We really are really excited about this. We been waiting to get a, get a, get a third game. So I don't, I don't know if I want to, <laughs> but so then, uh, Jason Schreier, of course, Bloomberg, uh, and a couple other reporters, um, did, uh, some sleuthing and, uh, from sources, they, they discovered that, um, it was that she actually asked for, um, I think a million dollars, like, or I think, uh, six figures at least, um, as well as residuals for her role, um, in this third game. And yeah, at least it, and then it's now the, he said, she said, but at least considering that it seems like she was kind of in the wrong here. Uh, and you know, kind of being spiteful because she didn't get what is immediately a ridiculous amount of money for a role. Um, mind you that this, this game series is very niche. This isn't that we're not talking about like, Hell, Mass Effect, I guess, um, Halo, uh, God of War. We not talking about. We talking about Bayonetta. Not no no shade to Bayonetta, of course, but this is just being honest in terms of knowing the audience that Bayonetta has. Like this is Platinum Games. This is the only way that Bayonetta was able to, you know, be was able to get up was because of Nintendo's partnership with Platinum Games to continue the game. So in no way, this is like a huge, big, big, big ass franchise that can be throwing money like that, at least just being realistic in that regard. Um, and then she made the claim that this is a, this is a $450 million franchise, not, not counting merchandise. And people are kind of confused, but like, how is, how does she compile that? Cause that definitely is not accurate because it's like, or she is she's compiling over total sales, but then it's like a lot of that will get dispersed. Like if you're factoring in like just 
sales from multiple like previous platforms that's still shady because then it's it's like a lot that's cut to uh distributed to like you know the retailers and you know so it's not really fair to make that assumption either way but so basically it was she was saying that she was only getting uh 15,000 for like four sessions and you know she wanted more <laughs> obviously like six figures so that they were understandably like no and then went with um I forgot the other actress and then there was apparently you know people getting like uh going towards her uh because that she felt like it was a you know that they felt like it wasn't right or whatever so yeah basically it 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 is uh from what 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 was being presented to us it seems like Helena Taylor was in the wrong not saying that you were entitled to a million dollars but it's like in at least being realistic that's that's uh that's very very unrealistic especially considering the franchise we're talking about here not saying that she didn't deserve uh a decent pay but i mean we talking about bayonetta I don't it just that series in of itself is not really necessarily that big uh, to at least warrant something like that. But, you know, yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate that at least when when presented with the, the facts that she still um, kind of tried to save face by still lying basically. So now her like credibility is tarnished at this point because of that. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's like, yeah, you could have just not done that, but now it's like, you're going to be looking horrible, uh, you know, amongst other, a lot of, you know, any potential further acting gigs you want to get. And it's just, it's pretty messy, pretty messy. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's asking for a lot. My goodness. $250,000. was like, mm, so nonetheless, that's, uh, it's unfortunate. Cause, uh, well, you know, obviously, and then Twitter and that's the, that's the thing here too. Like Twitter, like went grant ran with it. Um, you know, uh, based off of her initial video regarding this. And then of course now the facts came out, but then it's the, the thing about Twitter is that, you know, misinformation, you know, really trumps a lot. So like, you know, a lot of people are probably still believing that, you know, uh, platinum is, is in the wrong here, but you know, after everything was said and done it it definitely seems like that's not the case. So unfortunate because it's like that this potentially maybe could have hurt Bayonetta 3 in some ways but you know hey of course I'm definitely supporting the game for sure so ah very unfortunate but uh yeah at least either way that just that is uh that is unprofessional in a lot of ways but you know I digress I digress Moving on. Gotham Knights, uh, 
boy, oh boy, this was this is some controversy. Let me tell you. So, um, Gotham Knights was originally set to be a multi-platform game, uh, but uh, like a little further into the development cycle of the game, they did announce that uh, Gotham Knights is only is going to be next gen only or current gen only. I still always fight with that. Um, current gen only PS five series, series six. And, um, so with that in mind, it's like, okay, all right. Hey, this is going to be a legit, you know, next gen or current gen game now, uh, without the, you know, previous gen to hold it back. But then during the, excuse me, review preview period, uh, people, or I think they announced straight up that, Gotham Knights for consoles um, is going to be 30 FPS only. So that uh, that just is a uh, that just ain't right. <laughs> so people are like, "What?" It's like, "What?" So yeah. So now this uh incited a whole discussion in terms of 30 fps versus 60 fps <laughs> yet again but i think the issue is that it's more so the game is is was poorly optimized versus the the game's intent in terms of direction so just to paint the picture in regards to 30 fps personally I don't have an issue playing a game in 30 FPS. If that's of course the only option I have. And also is the intent of the, uh, you know, the vision of the, you know, director, um, development team, team of the game. But where I have issue is if it's indicative of just poor optimization and development of a game, which in this case I think is where this game falls, where the game is, uh, is basically poorly, poorly developed in terms of, you know, being efficient to pull off 60 FPS. And this was proven by, uh, the, of course, the, the, the awesome work that, uh, digital foundry, um, does and, and, and did with, um, getting like an indication of the PC port of the game, which of course, I guess, depending on your hardware, if it's generally up to date, um, in theory should be able to pull off at least 60 FPS, but at least from what they saw in testing that it definitely seems like it, it's due to the game being very CPU intensive, which, you know, based on, uh, the comp current consoles, uh, just was not optimized enough to utilize it. So basically this is, this is like what brought up the whole discussion is that like, you know, of course, previous consoles in terms of switching from switching from a uh, current gen to new gen or transitioning from current gen to new gen or having cross gen games where, you know, you have the 60 FPS uh, for the current gen and then, of course, 30 FPS for the previous gen. But now it's like uh, people aren't necessarily a, a fan of that loop going again. Cause at least now we're in this generation where at least we, now we have performance mode or uh, performance mode, fidelity mode. 
And that's at least what I think a lot of us have been used to. So at least now it seems very, uh, weird to be just restricted to uh fidelity mode, quote unquote. Um, and I think that's, I think an issue with a lot, include myself have that, like, I'd say with the current consoles, we should have the capability of having at least a fidelity performance mode at the minimum, minimum, uh, maybe an exception for some games, like let's say, uh, a plague tale requiem that just recently came out also only offers 30 FPS, uh, for console, at least, um, I think it's only on Xbox series sex, but still it's uh, restricted to 30 FPS. So like that type of game, I think maybe warrants it since at least it was intentionally made and developed in that respect. But for something like Gotham Knights, where, you know, obviously it was indicative that like, Hey, we can't, this game is not going to work for, uh, previous gen consoles. So we're going to cut that. We're only releasing on current gen. And then when you release on current gen, then you don't have any option, no fidelity mode, just, well, you're basically you're restricted to fidelity mode versus performance mode. Then that's kind of where I think you have issue where it's like, what, well, what, what, what are we going to do here? What, 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 where do we, where do we go? Where do we go now? Um, so, I mean, I just don't think this generation that we're going to necessarily see a lot, but then it's like, I think about it. It's kind of like a trade-off where at least, at least in retrospect, I'm thinking that kind of was a benefit of having a game be cross-gen or cross-gen, um, where, you know, the scalability of making the game at least run optimally for a previous console and then bringing it to and building up for a current gen where you do have the performance versus fidelity. Um, and that maybe gives more leeway to do that versus like making and developing a game strictly for current gen consoles and then having the issue now where, um, because it's so optimized or trying to be the best looking, um, that at least is going to compromise the frame rate to have, you know, a 30 FPS game. So, Ah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there should be a compromise where you can just at least develop with having a fidelity and performance mode in mind. Since these consoles are basically essentially becoming, uh, straight up PCs. And that's been like the norm for what the past two years of the, this, this current gen console cycle. So I don't know, man, I just hope I just hope and pray that, uh, <laughs> at least this isn't the, 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 the standard or norm. Um, and don't get me wrong. Of course, people make the argument like, Oh, well, I mean, that's what PCs are for. You could just get it for PC, but then, you know, you got the exclusives that will, you know, be exclusives at least for a year or two before coming to PC and things like that. Um, and you know, I just love being a console player myself. That's generally what I gravitate towards. So it's like, you know, these new consoles and, you know, they are all, of course beefier than the, the, the previous. I think that's a fair ask to uh, have is to at least get a performance in fidelity mode at the least. Uh, or maybe the, the, the new thing now with this generation and like um, uh, 
HDMI, HDMI 2.1 and, you know, the 120 FPS, uh, you know, um, capabilities is the 40 FPS mode where, you know, that might be a little, somewhat of a better balance. Maybe that's, uh, not as not such as a uh, low as 30 FPS, but 40, where you kind of get a taste of 60 FPS a little bit more in, in some ways. So I don't know. I just don't know, but at least that's, that's where I stand. I, I think there, there, you can, um, appease both sides by at least developing with those two modes in mind, you know, throughout your development process for the game. But you know, a lot of upcoming games are going to have that God of war is going to have a plethora of options. I think, um, uh, Callisto protocol is going to have those options. So I don't know, at least so far, I think it's indicative of just the development port port being poorly developed. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. And I just remembered this one. So we're going to bring that up and make a, I'm making yet another audible, yet another audible. Cause I can't, cause I can't. All right, moving on. So modern warfare two, um, about to come out or I don't know, maybe tomorrow, either way coming out this weekend, um, was, uh, the, at least the Twitter, at least where I first saw it, um, on Twitter via disc disc or does it play Twitter via Twitter via does it play? Yeah, on does it play um, Twitter, which is basically a account dedicated towards educating people um, on if you can legitimately play a game uh, off the disc without any internet connectivity. And uh, at least they show when you basically do that for Modern Warfare 2 specifically for PS5, but presumably uh, on Xbox uh, Series S and X as well. Um, well, not, not S because that's digital only, but series X on disc that the, the size of the game literally is only 72, roughly 70. I even give it, I can I'm, at least we're rounding, but 70 megabytes, literally <laughs> the disc is only 70 megabytes. So mind you just for scale, just for comparison's sake. Um, let's look up, um, PS five. So mind you, the average space for a PS five disc and as well as a, uh, series X disc, since they use the same Blu-ray technology, um, 667 gigabytes. That is the, the available disk space on a disk to play a game. 
So 667 gigabytes, but the disc came shipped with only 72, 72.23 gigabytes. So essentially rounding 70 gigabytes. So that basically is like literally defeats the whole purpose of even having the game on a disc. Cause I mean, at least nowadays, the main benefit of having a game on disc is to, um, at least circumvent having to download the game. Uh, even though you technically have to do that with these consoles and when you're, cause you have to install the game. And when you're installing a game, you're basically copying the game to the hard drive. Uh, but you're doing it locally versus over the internet, which, you know, in some, some, some areas nowadays is still pretty bad with folks that have horrible internet where, you know, even if what little data they have is only is going to take forever to download. So with that in mind, um, if somebody's going to play this and you know, they, they literally get this at least mainly for the reason of, uh, you know, not have an ideal internet. And this is a way to, to circumvent that and reduce, um, having to download, uh, with bad internet and, they essentially have to download this game like 70, 70 megabytes is nothing. So they literally just have to download the game as if it's digital in this, and that defeats the whole point of a disc. So like, let's say, you know, the consoles are done. You literally won't be able to play this game because it's basically digital, digitally reliant, you know, um, which is unfortunate, especially like, uh, you know, this game is definitely multiplayer focused. So obviously, uh, obviously a lot of folks are in that mindset and have gotten digitally include myself, but like you got people that maybe just want to solely play the, uh, play, play the campaign, the single player campaign, or maybe just the co-op with uh, a buddy and not necessarily a multiplayer, but, and even, even then it's like, that still shouldn't be a reason to, not put a substantial amount of uh, data on this disc. Uh, it's just offensive. It's like, damn, it's like you might as well just have sold the disc without the case, without the di sold the case without the disc and just put a download code in there at that point. Cause it's like, what you just wasting a disc at that point, like 70 megabytes out of 70 megabytes out of what? 667 gigabytes like what the hell like what the hell what the what the hell i digress i digress but um unfortunate it's unfortunate it, it feels like definitely that's where things are going digital strictly digital but hey i'm definitely uh, like i'll say it again i'm a huge proponent for physical media and physical, you know, games. And, um, Hey, I'm at least going to do everything in my power. At least pretty much. I normally most single player games I play on disc and then most, uh, multiplayer games I generally tend to get on digital just based on, uh, you know, the frequency of playing multiplayer games is higher than single player. So that just makes sense there, but still it's like, for people who do this just to circumvent the issues of downloading 
and having bad internet, horrible internet that will take like weeks to download something. It's messed up, man. It really is. It really is. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. With that being said, I think that'll conclude the news for this week. Let's get in what I've been playing. Which has been uh, No More Heroes 3. Um, finished it and uh, it was great. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, didn't really notice some of the, the minor quips that people had if you, especially if you played the switch version, which I did, but felt really good. Uh, third time. Well, yeah, I think I played it. Well, it might've been my fourth time replaying it technically, but, um, it was great. Of course. Yeah. That's 60 FPS, uh, 4k. I think it ran, runs at 4k 60 FPS, which is great. Fantastic. Um, and it, it was, it was a fun, fun experience to actually play it in a different light. Um, you do, do see some of the issues with the design, obviously to compensate for the switch, which it originally launched on, but overall as a whole, it, it was a great job, great job to port it over. Um, I think the one issue is that, uh, achievements slash trophies weren't unlocking properly, which obviously I beat the game on spicy, which is one of the harder difficulties did not get achievement for it at all. So hopefully they fix that. But I was like, you know, I'm good. I'll come back at least a, a little while later after they probably patched it, maybe try to go for some of the more challenging achievements, maybe do the, uh, the collectibles and stuff again, <laughs> but we'll see. But uh, at least from, from that standpoint, thoroughly enjoy the game It's great. It's great. No more heroes three, no more heroes three. <laughs> yeah, I still think it's the third best. Like I definitely, I think, I think I like still like the original, the most second is right behind it. And then I think I put third at third ironically, but I, I, I do enjoy it for what it is. I, I just wish, I wish the game incorporated all of your beam katanas, like the, the first two but at least maybe let you switch them on the fly. Um, and you know, each one is drastically different. So I think just based off that alone, I think that would have made the game way more enjoyable for me personally. Um, and then the whole death, uh, the death, um, death, I think death glove. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I felt like it didn't change the gameplay enough or make the game. It didn't, it didn't compensate enough for, the lack of the beam katanas, the, the diversity of the beam katanas, even though like your, um, ecstasy gauge, the certain levels dictates your combo strings. It felt like, but then if you're always playing good and you're always at the max, um, uh, ecstasy gauge, it like kind of defeats the purpose of, of, uh, the diversity of attacks. So, that's probably my biggest gripe with the game. And I think in turn makes the game feel a little too stagnant compared to the other two, but I still like it and appreciate it obviously for its wonderful immaculate style and presentation, which is always going to be a, a huge selling point for a Suda 51 game never fails to uh, uh, impress me in that respect. And that's 
a huge component um, uh, to the Studio 51 experience as well. But I still I still love it, still enjoy it. Um, hey, here's to hopefully getting a fourth one and hopefully getting a uh, ports of the, the first and second one to, uh, you know, uh, Xbox and PS5 as well. So I think uh, I know they talked about patching the game uh, on PC because there's still some big issues on PC specifically. So I think maybe once they iron those out, then we'll eventually get ports of one and two to all the consoles finally. Um, so that's that's great. It's wonderful. Then um, also. Um, also played, uh, modern warfare two, uh, the campaign. So the campaign came out a, a, a week early before it drops either tonight or tomorrow. So I was like, hell yeah. Cause at least for me, I have a, uh, at least specifically for call of duty is always a big, uh, miss <laughs> FOMO fear of missing out where, uh, you know, um, I generally, whenever I get a call of duty game, new call of duty game, I generally always play the campaign first after I beat the campaign, then I go into multiplayer. I know a lot of people that just completely skip the campaign just to go right into multiplayer, right? When it drops. But me, I just like just, uh, of course, getting a feel for the story, uh, as well as getting a vibe for the gameplay mechanics before those are implemented into the, the multiplayer as well. And, you know, playing with some of the stuff before you even you do it into the uh, multiplayer uh, component also. But uh, yeah, well, at least at least with this, it does give opportunity for a lot of players to um, play the game um, that otherwise wouldn't that would just go right to the multiplayer to play it before it releases uh, the multiplayer, which is pretty dope. I really hope this becomes the standard, uh, at least for Call of Duty games coming out going forward, because that this is a wonderful idea that like at least gets people to play, you know, like these developers be putting a blood, sweat and soul into these, uh, these, multi these uh, single player campaigns as well. Um, and, you know, to see them not be played at all is a uh, kind of a shame, but at least now, at least it, uh, helps capitalize on the hype and gets people that otherwise wouldn't want to play the, the single player to actually play it, which is, is pretty dope. And on top of it, at least I could definitely say, uh, uh, after playing it and beating it, this is probably one of the best, um, call of duty campaigns I've played in a good while. Like I probably, I guess probably since, uh, the original one I thought was pretty good, but I think this might even be better in a lot of ways. Pacing was great. Uh, pretty interesting story. Obviously, you know, it, it's a lot, takes a lot from the original Modern Warfare too, but definitely does a good job of mixing it up and, you know, putting it a new spin on it, a modern, spin, <laughs> a modern spin on it, you know? So that's pretty dope. I, I dig that. I dig it a lot. Um, what else? Uh, you know, you, you got some of the repeat stuff. You definitely get a lot of, uh, you know, all gillied up vibes and all gillied up inspiration and, you know, Oh, this is all gillied up again. You know, um, uh, I forgot the AC 130 mission. I think it was in the original modern warfare, but 
you know, you get a lot of uh, the original AC-130, um, you know, one of the mission that's basically a rehash of that in this one. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's expected to some extent, but, you know, to do some interesting stuff uh, on top of that, you know, you hanging from a, from a helicopter, you know, you gotta, you, you, I guess it's kind of last of us. I used to associate that with last of us shooting upside down, but Hey, it was, it's cool. They, they do it in a very tasteful way that at least, uh, makes it feel fresh and, uh, new. So, you know, uh, a sh- uh I, they kind of remake wet work in a way, uh, going on a ship and then the ships are moving based on like, you know, uh, the, the, the ship, the, the ship's course and all that stuff. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's uh I was tempted to play it again, but I'm like, oh, I got so many other games I want to play, but I was definitely one of the, yeah, when I'm tempted to play it all over again, I mean, Hey, that's, that's a very good sign. So yeah, hell yeah. Then, uh, I also played played uh <laughs> reverse so there is a, a beta yet another beta before the game officially comes out alongside the winner's expansion dlc um this weekend and uh this one was uh i mean it's basically more more of the same of reverse not gonna lie though i was enjoying it a bit more because uh they added a uh, progression as well as a currency to purchase like in-game currency to purchase, um, perks to add to your character. Like basically you get more health or, uh, your, your gun does more damage, um, uh, stuff like that. And, um, that kind of made it fun. Of course you can buy emotes where, you know, after you won a game post game victory emote, you can, you know, pop that when you're like the top three, um, there, but pretty much more, more, more the same. Um, I got to play a little bit more with Jack Baker <laughs> at this awesome streak where, uh, you know, basically if you do one attack with Jack Baker, like, and they're on the ground and you could do this one attack that basically grabs them and does the iconic, you know, welcome to the family son, uh, from the, the original game, RE7, you, uh, it's you basically they're, they're insta killed essentially. So, I mean, of course it's fun as hell to do it on your end, but when you're on the receiving side, it's like kind of annoying because you, you are like stun locked essentially and you can't evade out the way. So maybe they'll hopefully patch some of that stuff out, um, at least in time. And then there's only two maps. You can only play the RPD building in the Baker's house or Baker's location. Um, so hopefully maybe if they add more locales, that might be more interesting and, of course, more characters. I want to see, I want to, I got to see a Marvin Branagh. I got to see him. Um, so it's a lot of potential to make it more interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna still say it. I just, I would rather, and if there's any multiplayer resident evil game, I would want it's absolutely 1000% resident evil outbreak at least a port or a remake is very welcomed and, and, and wanted, but we'll see. They'll, I think it'll eventually hopefully click at some point that at least we're voicing the desire need for an outbreak, but who knows? 
We just need we need outbreak. I'm, you know, I need to start streaming it again. Uh, at least get that get the message out. <laughs> that just know that that we still want it, but um, and that's the, I think that's one of the bigger concerns is that like I feel like Capcom would have shut down the fan project if you know they were working on it, but maybe it's 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 in this weird legal territory where they can't necessarily do it or something like that. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, I it just every time oh it just makes every damn horrible multiplayer Resident Evil game just makes me want outbreak all the time. But one day we might get those prayers answered, hopefully. But we'll see. We'll see. But I I mean <laughs> I was I was still enjoying myself, but I, I it's it, I feel like it's a game where I would only get my enjoyment maybe like a, I'll play it like a day or two and then I will play something else. I don't feel like it has the longevity to keep me engaged. Maybe with periodic updates where they're substantial, like that would be dope. Yeah, if they add Ethan Winters, <laughs> his his face is just covered, and then of course you know Lady Lady D. Uh, I think yeah, those are de- inevitable characters that are eventually going to come in the game. But uh, it's just something. It's just too janky for me. It's too janky. I mean, I like janky games, but I'm just saying as a as a whole, I just it's not a great game <laughs> representation. I don't know. Uh, I digress. I digress. Um, that's pretty much all of what I've been playing. Uh, let's get in what I've been uh, watching. So, um, she Hulk, uh, finished that season. Uh, the finale, uh, was pretty great. Did I talk about She-Hulk? Mm, I maybe did. Actually, I think I might have. Um, might have been an accident, but yeah, I'm gonna just skip that. We'll just say that didn't happen. So, Black Adam though, saw that in theaters. Man, that was uh, yeah. Even after some time has passed. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty pretty dope movie, I have to say. Definitely one of the best DC DC movies I've seen in a minute. For sure. Uh The Rock, he acted his ass off. All that all that working out for this role bulking up, man, it paid off. He 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 knows he knows the character, man. He he just knows how to be Black Adam. Um I I love me I love me an anti-hero. And man, Black Adam definitely is that, you know, he's straight killing people, waking up, just electrocuting people, breaking their necks. My, I guess minor spoilers. I'm trying not to spoil, but it was overall a very wonderful movie. It had a really good pacing, a lot of good action. Uh, you know, you get the occasional like, uh, let's be like, um, let's be like uh, X-Men first class where, you know, you got Quicksilver and everything is slow to him because he's so fast and you know you got that <laughs> I didn't think I would see that in the movie but alas uh we did but um it was good it was very good it, I really enjoyed the story um especially of course the uh the after credits pretty damn good um yeah overall 
highly approve. This is a very strong showing. All Pierce Brosnan was good. Eldest Hodge was good. Of course, I forgot the other two actors that played uh, uh, Atomic Smasher and the Wind, Wind Girl, Tornado Girl. That might be her name. I think her name is actually Tornado Girl. I could be wrong. But uh, Wicked Twister? I don't know. But yeah, man, The Rock... He definitely, he put, he put DC back. He put DC back on the map with that. I guess people like, you know, Batman, the Batman. But I mean, I'm just saying in terms of the DCEU specifically, even though the Batman is kind of technically on its own essentially, but the DCEU at least put it on his back. I um, thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It's probably my favorite movie so far of the year, I'd say. Of course, Black Panther hasn't come out yet, but yeah, it definitely is very much at least probably going to be my top three of the year for sure. So Black Adam, I do recommend it. Uh, Don't believe what these critics are saying about the movie. I feel like they got some vendetta against the rock or something. It feels like at least from some of the criticisms. Actually, I, I didn't really read too much into him because this was before watching the movie myself, but you know, he what, got a 90 uh, audience score compared to the critic score. So, I mean, that, that tells you something, but I don't know. Maybe just the critics are jaded on the rock or something. I don't know, but I very much thoroughly enjoyed, enjoyed the movie. I just, yeah, I love, I love me an anti-hero, man. I love me, love me my anti-heroes. He was anti-heroing it up for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With that being said, um, think of that. That'll do it. That'll do it. Think that'll. <laughs> think that will do it. For episode one hundred and sixty-five of Switches Sites. Um. Yeah. Well, if you did like the show, feel free to like, rate, subscribe. Uh, five stars is greatly appreciated. Um, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash A Switch Thursday evenings. You can also catch uh, archives on YouTube.com slash A Switch as well. Until next time, y'all. Happy Bayonetta, Modern Warfare 2, fucking uh, shit. Fucking, fucking RE8 DLC is crazy. Uh, but get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.